I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now, in 2013, Michael McCormack from Navin began to experience difficulty swallowing. Didn't think too much about it. Went to the doctor who referred him to have a scope before receiving the diagnosis of esophageal cancer. After wrapping his head around this, Michael had surgery to remove his esophagus and later had chemotherapy and radiotherapy to treat lymph nodes. In 2014, Michael's positive attitude towards his diagnosis helped him hugely in his recovery and he's sharing his story in an attempt to raise awareness of esophageal cancer and to raise vital funds for Esophageal Cancer Fund, whose lollipop day has changed due to the pandemic. It's more of a month-long campaign. I'm delighted to be joined now by Michael McCormack. He's from Navin and he's on the line. How are you doing? Michael? I'm good, thanks tonight. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Now, you're feeling good today, but back in 2013, things were very different. Tell me about when you started to notice that something was kind of going wrong. Uh, well, it was probably in late 2012. Um, just from time to time, I kind of noticed I was struggling to, to get a mouthful of food down. And um, I would be uh, a good eater and always enjoyed my food. But it was it, just over a period of maybe a couple of months running into the new year. Uh, it was something was, was not quite right. So um, my wife's a physio and she kind of pointed out to me I would be silly not to, to kind of go and get something checked out. And, um, you know, just you... you you always think that you're invincible, but uh, I, I kind of went to the GP and they reassured me and said, look, probably no issue, but we're going to refer you onwards. Um, I got referred onwards and again, when I saw the specialist uh, on the first visit, he said, look, probably nothing to worry about, but we're going to check you out. We're going to give you a x-ray to start off with and then we'll do a we'll do a scope and we'll just check and see, but it, probably nothing to worry about. So I was kind of reassured at that point. Um, coincidentally, that day that I met the specialist, I had heard on the radio um, just something about esophageal cancer. And I wrote wow. it in then, uh, just mentioned it, and he said, look, here, don't even think about it. Look, we're, we're only just starting off an investigation, don't worry. So, look, I went for an X-ray and, um, and then subsequently a, uh, a scope in Navin Hospital. And... Um, the, it was directly after the scope. Um, fortunately, I, had, I hadn't taken um, any sedatives for the scope. I'd sort of just gone um, as it was, and mm. they were able to come out and give me the news, which was, you know, you're sitting down in a reception area and, and somebody comes and tells you you've got a tumour in your esophagus. Um, so... And and how do you wrap your head even around that? I mean, I can't imagine, you know, sitting there and hearing that news, you know, up until now, people were kind of saying, oh, look, don't, you know, let's not go there yet and don't panic too much. You've had this kind of a sign from the universe, I suppose, that day as well. So how do you kind of wrap your head around it? Um, Well, in in all honesty, I kind of just, uh, it was almost the shrug of the shoulders and said, "Mm, okay, well, look, um, things happen and... uh, uh, when you reach a certain time in life, you know that you're, you, you know, you are going to pick up bits and pieces. Mm. And, and uh, just from my family, I was kind of conscious of cancer-related issues. That um, the older generation had, had cancer, 
not a esophageal cancer, but so you're kind of tuned into these things. And and in fairness, you know, the, we we know so much about the various cancers these days, and there is so much that can be done. So I, I maybe in ignorance, I just thought, well, okay, look, they're going to put me through the system. I'm going to get treated. Let's get on with it. So that was my initial reaction. Um, I guess I probably did what maybe a lot of people would do, which is later on that day I did a Google exercise. Oh no, Doctor Google. Okay. And and you know it isn't a great thing to do. Um, I, I I looked at what was on Google and it wasn't. It, I wouldn't call it uh, reassuring. Mm. My view was basically that, that you can look at things like statistics and you can you can you can get a really good. Um, uh, view on statistics but actually the disease is your disease and how it, your body reacts to it is is the key thing so i basically put google to one side and then put myself in the hands of the medics and and from this kind of happened in um paddy's weekend mm. 2013 um and i went uh, i was referred directly after the scope to have a scope in i think the following day uh up in Connolly hospital under professor walsh and um Professor Walsh's team basically took charge of my uh, treatment there. In so I went through about five weeks of chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Um, but the the idea was that that was going to reduce things down so that I'd be prepared and ready to have surgery in July. And uh, this is was a fairly uh, you know invasive surgery. I mean, what is it like post surgery? Because they pretty much removed the esophagus, is it? Uh, well, I'm I'm <coughs> probably atypical. Uh, the the location of my tumor was actually at, at the the junction between the esophagus and my stomach. So mm-hmm. rather than take the esophagus, they actually I, I had my stomach removed, so I had a, a full gastrectomy. Okay. Um, which, which when I, I know when Professor Walsh kind of uh, unfolded that story to myself and my wife uh, in in one of the consultations, I think both of us nearly fell off the, the chairs. Mm. Um, in truth, it was it was it was always going to be surgery. It was it, you go in, you have the surgery. It's a, it's a long surgery. It's about ten hours worth of in, in in the operating theatre. Um, it's it's a bit it's look I I've been blessed I haven't had ill health so you know it was probably the first time that I'd been uh, under uh, under the knife since having my tonsils removed as a small child so yeah. it, it, it's daunting but actually everything that you go through there's always somebody there to kind of give you reassurance so I have to say it, it was the the experience was um, it's not something you want people to go through but actually it, you know the, the the professional teams associated with the health service are excellent. So they bring you through, um, you'll put at your ease, it, it makes life a lot easier. So which, I, which is great. And and that's yeah. that's exactly what you need. And in terms of, you know, this, because, you know, early signs like the not being able to swallow, some people might experience reflux, that kind of thing as well. Uh, it's really important not to ignore these early symptoms because this is a cancer that can be very much treated, particularly in the early detect- detection. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, look, in my case, um, I used to suffer really badly from indigestion and, and uh, acid heartburn, but it was it was probably um, kind of ten years before that, and then all of the, those symptoms have dissipated, and you kind of assume that you know you've you've got better. Mm. Actually, what I had was a, was probably a brewing problem. So I think it's one of those things that if you are suffering repeated 
issues with heartburn and you're having to take the, the tablets or whatever the, the, the liquids that, yeah. that make you feel better. You know, don't don't ignore it. There is something more to it. It's it's not it's not just about, you know, you've eaten something that's too hot or too spicy or whatever. It it could be something else. It needn't be something as as drastic as as esophageal cancer, but hey, go and get it checked because that's the, that's what that's I, that's the key thing. And and you went to the doctor, you know, very early. Um, the the esophageal cancer fund; these guys have been a huge support. Um, Lollipop Day; it's normally held this month, where normally the volunteers would be out selling uh, lollies on the street, that kind of thing. Not the case this year. Tell me what's happening and how we can help them. Yeah, look, uh, obviously the, this is the second year where the collections haven't been able to happen out in the street. Um, the Osophagia Cancer Fund does provide a great support for for people and their families that have been uh, affected by the disease, but but more importantly, they're getting a message out there, uh, and that message can happen on Lollipop Day, but this is going to be Lollipop Month, so... What we're asking everybody to do for this year is to um, is to uh, to to look at the OCF. Uh, I think it's .ie. It um, is. Yep. Yep. You can you can donate um, rather than have somebody rattle the box at you on the street. You can do it the modern way and and do a donation through uh, through the through their website. So, I mean, they need funds in order mm. to be able to support research. They need funds to be able to support the families and and people who've gone through the mill. But also, they need to to, to it's a big media message and all of these things. Uh, cost money. It costs money and that's it and five euro just five euro donation on ocf.e makes a massive massive difference and uh, I know as well uh, it was something that I, I want to just highlight again because we mentioned it there 70% of patients might experience symptoms that you're talking about Michael for three months prior to the to the GP uh, getting in touch with the GP and that's worsening as well with COVID because people don't want to be going to the GP because of COVID but it's so so vital not to ignore these early early symptoms um, life is good for you at the moment things are going well would you credit your positive mindset as well as the medical help obviously that you've had as getting you through this Michael yeah look, look having a positive uh, attitude towards it is always going to be uh, is going to help I mean look uh, going through the treatments can be can be a bit rough and tough but look I had great support from my family I had great support from, from my employers um, and and fa- family and friends they make a big difference. Um, but it, you know, it's if 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 you're getting well treated and the system is very good, um, then then you you've got a great fighting chance. And and the whole thing about it is it just by ignoring it and pretending it's not there, mm. it isn't going to go away. Um, so catch it early and 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 hopefully, even if you if you go, it may not be anything. But yeah. You, Peace of mind. This is it. Peace of peace of mind. Well, listen, Michael. I wish you every health for the future going forward. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today. Thanks, Sinead. Look, it's a pleasure. Not at all. Uh, Michael there, ocf.ie. As I mentioned, five euro donation helps such a huge, huge difference to these guys in the OCF. ocf.ie. Also, they're asking people to, you know, do some fundraisers, take on challenges uh, that you can do there as well. All the details of that can be found on their website, ocf.ie.